Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. At the end of the day, how well do we really want to know Jesus? You know, boxers train 40 to 80 days to prepare for a fight, depending on whether it's a short camp or a long camp. But when you consider that we are created in God's image, male and female, and God shared with us his gift of life, the ability we possess to create new life in children. And then Peter reminds us that it was written in the old book of Leviticus, Be holy because I am holy. Could God have shared this gift with us as well? How long must we train to know him well? Rocky popularized the idea that prize fighters utilize any and all manner of method to turn themselves into weapons of force. He terrorized chickens in the name of increasing speed. He beat a carcass of beef in a slaughterhouse to increase punching power. Jack Dempsey, one of the toughest men to ever step between the ropes in real life, chewed pine tar gum to strengthen his jaw and give him that granite chin a boxer needs. And he would soak his face in brine to toughen his skin so it wouldn't cut as easy. Sugar Ray Robinson was one of the greatest fighters in sports history. He once unsettled his great rival, Jake LaMotta, by drinking a glass of cow blood at a restaurant right in front of him. Vasily Yurov, one of the great cruiserweights, trained for speed by pinning himself in a narrow hallway with army-trained attack dogs and then working to escape before the dogs could catch him. Are we willing to fight like these blue-collar contenders did? Well, Irish Mickey Ward was willing. Ward turned around his losing streak and triumphed, winning the WBU light welterweight title in 2000. If Ward's family were fictional, nobody would believe it. The story just has too many wild claims. From Ward's beach blonde mom named Alice and his seven sisters with nicknames like Red Dog, Beaver, and Pork, to his half-brother and trainer Dickie Eklund, who was a former boxer whose career was checkered with crack addiction, and a girlfriend named Charlene. Says Ward, it was like the OK Corral when we got together. Well, the story became a movie named The Fighter, starring Mark Wahlberg. Both Ward and Wahlberg came from large working-class families in the Boston area. Wahlberg's father even knew Ward's father in prison. From a backwater place like Lowell, Massachusetts, a tough guy from the streets rose up. Ward wins the big fight, family wounds are all healed, roll credits, everybody lived happily ever after, right? No, wasn't like that at all, laughs Ward. It seldom is in life, and we all know that. But we like fighters who come from the streets and the docks and the back door of life. Guys like the Cinderella Man and Ward and Dickie. There's part of us that wants to be like them. Scrappy. Jesus hailed from a small backwater town. Made a living working with his hands. His parents had no earthly status. He was, as Isaiah writes, a man acquainted with grief. Scripture tells us an angel spoke to both his mother and father. Mary claimed, and Scripture confirms, that the Holy Spirit conceived the child in her and that the child would be named Emmanuel and be the son of the Most High God. In Latin, we hear, et verbum caro factum est, et habitavit in nobis. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. But when Jesus came into the world, there was no place in the end, so he was hunted. No place in Israel's thoughts. So he was rejected. No place in the Roman world, so he was executed. Can you imagine the worry, the courage, the fear, the hope, the anxious thinking, the joyful longings, carrying the Son of God? You're the mother of God, 
and you will feed him at your breast, change his diapers, and wipe his butt. The song would be written many years later by Chris Eaton and Amy Grant. I have traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a babe inside. And I wonder what I've done. Holy Father, you have come and chosen me now to carry your son. I am waiting in silent prayer. I am frightened by the load I bear in a world as cold as stone. Must I walk this path alone? Be with me now, please. Be with me now. Joseph and Mary and their infant son entered Jerusalem's fountain gate at mid-morning. It had been 40 days since Mary had birthed her boy. Under the Jewish law, this made her unclean and required a purification sacrifice on the 40th day. Outside the temple complex, Joseph bartered with merchants for two turtle doves. Doves were a poor man's sacrifice. Mary watched Joseph return with a cloth bag. It divulged an inner turmoil. Innocent life, soon to be killed because of another's guilt. They entered the complex and made their way across the noisy court of the Gentiles toward the eastern gate. Suddenly, in front of them, an old man appeared. Let me see the child. Taking Joseph's prohibiting hands in both of his, he said, Please don't be afraid. I've just been waiting for him so long. Mary knew immediately that he knew. The old man looked at her and gently asked, May I see your son? May I hold him? Barely audible, he muttered, The salvation of Israel, the glory of Israel. Simeon gently rocked him and mouthed silent praise with tears streaming down his cheeks. Mary glanced at Joseph, and he was speechless too. With a kiss of blessing, Simeon softly placed Jesus back in his mother's arms. Then he gently cupped her head with his hands and said tearfully, And a sword will pierce through your own soul also. He kissed her forehead, and with one last look at the child, he moved slowly away through the crowd. Mary tabernacled with Jesus for 30 years, not 40 or 80 days. Could any saint know him better? And she would watch the nails pierce his hands and feet and witness the resurrection. The church here on earth and heaven's communion of saints beseech in one voice to her son, the Christ, the one mediator between God and man. Can we be a little more like Jesus and a little less like us? This is the fight we are training for. And so it goes during Lent. Forty days to buffet our bodies, to fast, to draw closer, to pray, to sacrifice, to give alms. At the end of the days, we will need to be scrappy to finish well. Ora pro nobis sancta Dei genitrix, odigni officiamor promissionibus Christi. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.